サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリスベース第三海岸第一收音機トリチラジオバスギターレバシシルバスハディオカテオはい。
motherfucking Yo. mix was absolutely awesome. We have Elijah on the line, otherwise known as Ella Derp. Go ahead and say what's up to the people, Elijah. Yo, what's up, people? That mix was super awesome. So go ahead and tell the people who is Elijah, who is Ella Derp. Go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. All right, so I'm 18. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I've been making music for about three and a half, four years now. Um, kind of started making like really weird beats on the FL studio. Uh, now I kind of just make uh, whatever I want, whatever I feel like making. I do a lot of art in my free time too, so I do a lot of graphic design. Um, and so yeah, those are kind of my main hobbies. Right now I'm in college. Um, I'm studying mechanical engineering, so I want to go into animation at A&M next year. That's nice. why I'm doing such a weird major this year, so... No, I'm like, dude... <laughs> that's badass. Mechanical engineering, man. Shit, like, that's that's big bank. He's like, but actually, I want to do this. <laughs> but I make music yeah. in my side time. So tell me a little bit about your, your musical background. Like, what got you interested in, you know, music, getting behind the doll? What was your initial breaking point? Um, I'm trying to think. So I started learning piano at like when I was like five or six because my parents were like, hey, you should, you should like do piano. So they gave me piano lessons. Um, and so I was kind of like, I guess, quote unquote, classically trained. But I'm not really a big theory nerd now because I kind of forgot all about that. I remember I came home, I think it was like ninth grade. I just got really bored of piano and I just stopped that. Um, and I think that summer I was like, hey, I'm going to try to figure out how to make beats. Or like, I'm going to try to figure out how to make like Kawaii teacher bass in FL Studio. So, <laughs> so that's how I kind of spent that first summer. That's how I kind of got inside the doll and kind of got started. And after that, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. This is fun. Because I got hooked like immediately. I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Fucking badass. That's pretty much my entire background, yeah. Yeah, no, so keep going about your background. Like, what what necessarily influenced you? Um, was it a particular artist? Was it a particular show? Because I know for me, I was a fucking metalhead up until about 2011. I fucking saw Tiesto live, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And after that, I listened to Skrillex and Borgor, and, like, that was it, bro. That was the one. <laughs> like, straight up. Like my main inspirations, artist-wise, um, was like the first artist was like Ten Kitson. Um, that's like the first Discord server I joined for music. Nice. Like, like it was like crazy enough, and that's kind of where I started with like my musical journey. Um, I like started like posting little like thirty-second future bass snippets. Like I was trying to be like the the next future bass, quiet future bass, pure like producer. Um, but after that. I kind of discovered like bass music and like I discovered like hybrid trap and all that kind of stuff, like that entire weird, like really strange side of experimental music. Um, and so I was like, yo, this sounds even cooler than like what I've been making before. And so I started getting into that. I started like doing like weird experimental sound design, started getting like really nerdy about audio. Um, and then I think I got into like dubstep. I went to like a huge dubstep phase for the longest time. I was like trying to make rhythm. I was trying to like be virtual riot or something like that. <laughs> like everyone else at the same time. Um, and so that's kind of where I met, like, a small community of artists that are, like, kind of doing the same thing as me. Um, and then I kind of strayed away from that, and I moved to the drum-based and, like, neuro, like, neuro stuff. Um, and so I've been doing that for a while. That's been, like, my main, my main interest. And pretty recently now, I've been getting back into dubstep again. Um, but I've been trying to take my own spin on it and kind of do my own thing and not just use, like, the serum presets and, like, that kind of stuff, like, that I was doing before. <laughs> So I'm trying to blend my all like all I've, all I've, I'm trying to like blend all I've learned with the, the new stuff now. So that's pretty much been my road trip to where I am now. 
Fuck yeah, man. Nah, dude, that's super awesome, bro. Um, it's always interesting just to hear someone's like, you know, they're they're come to come to Jesus, I like to call it, because like at the end of the day, yeah. bro, like electronic music is like here and that shit ain't going nowhere. Like we started with like, you know, hip hop, rock, metal, and fucking, you know, just it's very simple shit. But I don't know what it is about electronic music, man. Like it's it's a whole thing. So Oh yeah, it's always <laughs> dude always changing and just the the creative like bounds there there are none honestly like it's it's infinite at this point yeah for sure so so at this point um let's just go ahead and get right into your mix man and talk about your tracks like i it's about a you know 15 17 minute long mix but jesus bro it took me on a journey like let's talk about your you know your tracks and your sound design behind it all right, so I mean, let me open up the mix project real fast so I can kind of see what tracks I put in because I kind of forgot. So, uh, um, okay, yeah, I know the first song I put in was Butane. Um, that was the drum bass song, and so that was like um, my first kind of experiment with more textures and drum and bass because before I had kind of been trying to. Um, kind of like go with everyone else doing like techie stuff and like all like the super short techie drums and kind of like the super minimalist approach to bass and uh like um elements in the song but this one um i don't know what happened but it started off as like a techie song and then i added some weird claps that i made um that i recorded with my hands i just like layered some claps together for the clap and the, and the drop nice um, and i kind of use more different plugins than I usually use. Like I use trying, I, try, I was trying to use like analog emulation plugin, more like warmth and distortion to kind of add to the overall, like, like, I don't know how to describe it, more like organic feel. And that's kind of where I got to start with the melody. And so before, like I was hoping this would be kind of like a cool, like dark track, but then it ended up being a more melodic, um, more like, uh, what's the expressive track than I had like imagined it being. I'm really happy with the outcome with it because it was like seven minutes long and I was hoping it would be like four minutes long originally. But um, I think it tells a good story in terms of just like where it takes you um, and it has a good progression. And so that's kind of like that song in the mix. Yeah, that's the first song. Nice. So, yeah. so you say your like your progression behind it. <clears throat> you said this is kind of like you dipping your toes into that like that subgenre, I guess. Um, what um i guess let's say let me let me like rewind so like what doll first of all do you use to like produce your tracks oh i use ableton just ableton because i know you were talking about fl studio earlier um so like yeah, right I now use, i used to use fl studio but then i kind of switched to ableton a few years ago nice so philosophical question do you think the doll itself is just like kind of a tool or do you think each doll has its own specific uses in the the musical work like realm. Um, I think it really depends on what you're going for. I think each doll has its own like special features. Like I know FL Studio has a lot of cool features, like a lot of cool stock synths. Um, Ableton just has a really clean layout. It just has a really fast and easy workflow. I think it's easier to jump into. And like let's say Bitwig um, has cool features like the weird what's it called like the grid. It's like a weird modular synth you can do in this. So each doll has kind of its own features. And I think it's a good practice to kind of play around each each like piece of software, at least, like try a demo of it, because you never know if it's going to work best for you. 
for me, Ableton works best because it has Max for Live, and that's kind of like equivalent of Bitwig's grid, um, but it's more like program, programmy, more techy when it comes to like designing your own synths and sounds and stuff. And so I've been dabbling into that a bit more too. But um, yeah, I really think it's all the preference when it comes to software you use. Nice, nice. So <clears throat> you have a blank session of Ableton open, and you're working on, let's say, the second or third track that's in your mix. Like, how do you begin your creative process as a producer? So it kind of, it kind of like, um, depends on, like, what I'm feeling at the moment. Like, sometimes I'm kind of feeling, like, just, like, tired, and so I might feel like making, like, something just slow. And sometimes I just I feel like, oh, I want to make a crazy banger. And so I'll like be like hyped up and I'll just start start going, I'll start going crazy, clicking things really fast. Um, but most of my ideas come from sound design. So I'll usually just start with like a synth, like any synth. I'll just start so I'll just like start making sounds, uh, just doing random stuff and seeing what kind of th like what kind of thing, what kind of things I can get out of it. And so I think experimentation plays a big part in my musical process. Uh, definitely for all my tracks. A lot of the interesting sounds are kind of happy accidents, but I think arrangement is part of the big, big impact on the songs, for sure. Okay. Um, so you say, <clears throat> well, let's just, let's go with this. What is your, what's your go-to, like, sound design tool? Is it serum? Is it, like, do you have a hard synth at the house? Or what's your major, like, all right, this is where I make most of my noise. What do you use for that? Um, it's honestly mainly Serum and then sometimes Operator too, like Ableton Operator is really good for like sound design. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, I start with Serum usually and then I might resample what I have and I might process like percussion sounds, for example. I might like take percussion sounds and process them or like use other random sounds, turn those into other sounds. Uh, but it's definitely like a lot of the effects side, like effects processing that gets the sound where I want it to be. Nice. Yeah, dude, I've been kind of, like, dripping into the, like, I guess, like, the future garage um, more wavy, yeah. wavy bass, and, like, it's, it's different techniques for different, you know, obviously genres, but one thing I really appreciate about just, you know, like, the dubstep bass scene and, you know, the drum and bass is just fucking infinite sound design, man. Like, I can only do so much with a Reese bass, you know what I mean? But, like, you can take some shit and mangle it and then mangle that, you know what I mean? And exactly. I just always thought like, that shit... Like, like rapid all stuff, yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. It's just super fucking beautiful stuff. Um, so what's something that being, you know, a musical artist... What is something that that has taught you that possibly you wouldn't have learned, you know, in in the real world. I know you're going to school and shit right now, but like, what's something that just being a musical artist has taught you? Um, I think it's the main one has been like an appreciation for more kinds of music for sure. Um, before I got into making music, I kind of had my own little bubble of like enjoyment. And so I might've like only like a few genres in total. Um, but after making music for a couple of years, I kind of started to get into different genres I wouldn't have expected myself to get into. Like, for example, um, I remember listening to noise music for the first time, like, after producing for a while. I was like, I don't understand it. But after coming back later, it's like, oh, I can kind of understand the appeal of this, like, the history behind it. Right. Um, and there's just, like, so much stuff behind all kinds of music that I think listening to it, can, like, you can take away from. Like, especially, like, pop music. 
you can take away from like the arrangements and like the chord progressions and like the singers and all the work that they do to make the song. And so before I started making music, I kind of underestimated all the work that goes into making a piece of art, like music and stuff. It's really impressive that there's so much happening, but like to normal listeners, it doesn't really sound like that much. It sounds like a normal song. Yeah. That makes any sense. <laughs> no, dude, 100%. It's um, <clears throat> I always justify it. There was some guy that made a meme and it was like, how people think electronic music is made and it's just like a guy fucking pressing a button but it's like how electronic music is actually made and you see like fucking Ableton open with like 132 tracks and you're like yeah it's complicated as fuck actually <laughs> like, yeah I remember like a long time ago like someone like someone was trying to talk down my music by saying oh you just turned off like no effort like bruh you gotta turn it off the right way <laughs> yeah you gotta hit it at that angle you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> So, it's kind of weird to think about because I feel like a lot of like my um, improvement as producer has literally been just figuring out how to turn the like turn, like, like turn the right knob the right way. Nah, and dude. It's just funny to think about. <laughs> like it, it's fucking like a madhouse. And um, so I always ask producers this um, on this show, and I know you said you're you're 18, right? Yeah. Damn, so you're still hella young at the fucking game. But, like, if you could go back and give yourself some advice, like, 10 years ago, or even to an up-and-coming producer that's listening to this show right now, what's some advice that you'd give yourself or that producer? Um, I'd say don't be afraid to, like, fuck up, honestly. Don't be afraid to, like, make, like, stupid mistakes with music. Because, um, like, the realist, like, the realist, like, the, uh, the reality of, like, your music is... Like if you have like if you, have, like, if you make a bad idea, like it's not like everyone else is gonna hear it and like judge you on that, because like you can make whatever you want to make, but no one else has to hear it, and that's like your own improvement. And so I think a lot of my, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to like think of the word. I think where I come from, like I'm I'm like a major perfectionist, so everything has to be the right way for me. But when I step back and look at it, it's like I made this idea and it's not that good, but I'm the only person who's heard it. Not like no one else is judging me about it except for me. And so I think I need to, like, tell people to don't, like, judge yourself on your abilities because someone's going to vibe with it. Someone's going to enjoy it no matter what. Fucking badass, man. Really, really appreciate that. Um, So what do you have going for yourself as far as, like, projects in the near future? I know fucking 2020 and... 2020 is just shit show. No one has been able to do anything because of COVID-19 or whatever, but, like... Uh, you got any upcoming releases or, you know, maybe some, some streams happening or what what's going on for Ella Derp here in the future? Um, so I think the song that I played around like 10 minutes in is going to be coming out in two weeks. Uh, it's a collab with my homie Noor from Australia. Nice. It's going to be on 04, 04 Collective. So that's pretty cool. And then there, there's like a few other ideas in the song that are coming out are in the mix are coming out eventually like the one that plays i think around six and a half minutes in with joe b um that's for like a that's for like his ep so that's pretty cool uh and then i have a few other projects later this year that i'm not too like certain about yet but when i get more information about them i'll probably tweet about it or like put it on my social media as like little teasers and stuff so and especially next year i want to like hopefully if all this stuff clears up i want to like play some shows in Dallas, that'd be kind of sick. Yeah, no, nah, dude, you're definitely headed that way. Like, I, I have no doubt in my mind, honestly. So, yeah, man, I, I'm just, I'm just waiting for you know the fucking industry to open back up. I'm pretty sure 
You'll slide right in, no problem, bro. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, no problem. So you were mentioning a couple of producers just now that you were collaborating with, and I always ask producers this on this show, but like, if you could recommend a few people, you know, to have, you know, have the same opportunity as you and be on Third Coast Space Radio, um, who would you shout out? Uh, definitely hit up Noor, uh, maybe Zenith too. Uh, those two are definitely worthy of being on your show. They're crazy producers. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, I'm definitely gonna reach out. I hope they're listening to this right now and it's like, oh shit, time to time to get my chops up. Nah, dude, honestly, what, yeah. I, what I love about this show is, man, like, I just, the amount of motherfucking, like, talent out there is unlimited. So, like, just branching off of everyone else's friends, I, I love fucking finding producers and giving them, you know, a platform to showcase their music, just like you, you know what I mean? Appreciate that so much, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, the, like the, the scene right now is crazy. There's so many underground producers that need the attention. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, oh, there's, so, there's so much talent right now. Yeah, dude, you were talking about, like, fucking Discord servers, and, like, honestly, I'm fucking 20... I'm about to be 28 this year, 29, I don't even fucking remember, but I'm like, I have no idea, like, how to even, like, jump into that realm, but I know it's, like, a whole nother crazy spectrum of just fucking, you know, putting yourself out there, so... Oh, for sure, yeah, I think Discord has been, like, the main tool that's gonna help me get my name out there, especially, because, like, there's just so many communities that you can kind of fall into, Right. And, like, you can just talk to random people, and people have set connections all over the place. Like, it's the strangest thing ever. Like, Dude. you can meet people through people, and, like, it's just a long tunnel of that staying on connection work. And I'm pissed Everywhere. because, like, that's how SoundCloud, like, used to be way, way back in the gap. It was, like, you had your communities and your groups and shit, and, like, you could shop to those certain groups. But it's just... I don't know, shit changed, but, like, I'm, like, too old for fucking yeah, Discord. Exactly. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing, Grandpa? I'm like, shit, I know, I know. <laughs> Let me sit miles down. But, yeah, man, Elijah, I want to really, like, just, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Um, <clears throat> like, I, like I said, this is just a platform for everyone to showcase your shit, man. So, like, thank you so much, bro. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, yeah, if you have course. any last words, now's your chance. Um... I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate that support and kind of reaching out to me. I'm like really looking forward to this. I'm glad I got to make it happen. Um, and so, yeah, just thanks for the support. It really means a lot. Like, you don't understand how much it means to me. Yeah, no, dude, 100%. You are fucking well on your way. Um, you're starting young, too, which is a good thing, man. Like, real good shit. So thank you so much, bro. Yeah, of course. Thank you for, thanks so much for having me.
Yo, so that motherfucking mix was insane, asinine. Really appreciate it, everyone. We have Jacob on the line, otherwise known as Symbolism. Yo, say what's up to the crowd, Jacob. Yo, what's good? I appreciate you having me. Glad you enjoyed the mix, man. Yo, shit was super sex, man. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it, bro. Like, uh, what's All your right. background? Who are you? Who's Jacob? Who's Symbolism? Like, let's get into that. All right, man. So uh, I started the scene in the scene as a um, bandit. And like you said, yeah, my name's Jacob. I'm from Waxahachie. It's kind of like 30 minutes south of Dallas. Um, but I started as Bandit because I didn't really have a brand idea picked out or anything. I did that for about a year and it kind of didn't really work out. So I took some ideas that I had, which was basically the idea of symbolism because I see artists all over our scene using symbolism within their art, whether it's, um, like some examples would be shades or G Jones. I just see a lot of things pop up that are like, it makes me think. I'm like, what is, what is that symbol? What does it mean? And like, to this day, I still kind of don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel that. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I just I just took the the word symbolism, spelt it weird, just kind of like how every DJ does theirs, and then man, uh, I took a tab and listened to some G Jones and made my logo while I was tripping to some G Jones. <laughs> so that's where the I logo came from. That's fucking badass. Yeah, no, dude, I, I completely agree with that. When you're at a festival, especially when you're in the thick of your own fucking trip and you just like, e everything means something, right? So like, yeah, there's mm -hmm. a ton of symbolism. So I, I like that, you know, um, that that's where your, you know, your moniker came from. Um, do you have any previous like musical experience? Like what's your musical background? Man, so I'll actually, um, so I started in the music scene because I was um, a videographer at the time. Uh, when I jumped into the scene, I used to like help just film raves and stuff like that. And I really didn't have a music background. I kind of just watched the DJs and was like, "Damn, that shit's cool." Um, so the first like year of my music career was mainly just me DJing. I didn't really produce. Um, but one of my homies, his name's Jesse. He's been my best friend since I was like 15. He used to be like a rapper and producer. And so when he would make beats, I would just kind of watch him mess around on FL. Um, I didn't really help him much, but I did watch him a lot. And so I kind of learned from him. And after a while, I just started producing on my own, making my own stuff and finding my own sound, man. Fuck yeah, that's super awesome. And yeah, like just to kind of jump into your sound. So your mix was like all over the place. There was a bunch of dark shit and then like it got really like emotional there for a second so like yeah. uh, let's let's talk about your tracks and like you know what inspired the sound design behind them and just you know how you know your life as a producer is and inspired by those tracks if that makes sense yeah for sure so um when i when i started uh, as, a, as a dj i was i was mainly into like dubstep and rhythm and then once i started producing i started making like a little dubstep too but i just like I didn't feel necessarily happy with it. Like I felt like I was making it for other people and not myself. And um, eventually I started going to like weird bass shows. So like Bleep Bloop, I think was one of the first shows. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, The Whittler and Joker. That was the first kind of weird show I went to. But that was more like kind of weird dubstep. And then when I went and saw Bleep Bloop, I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, yeah, this is this is way different. And the direct support for Bleep Bloop, that was Sayer. 
Um, actually, now that I think about it, Bleep Bloop, Bleep Bloop didn't even show up to that first show. Yeah, I he was not that show, I don't think. Say or fucking, yeah, because the speakers were all fucked up or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you left that show. Okay. Yeah. yeah, dude. So Sayer um, was actually one of the artists that really started my uh, inspiration for the dark stuff. Because I went to that show not even knowing who Sayer was. I just went for Bleep Bloop. And then when Bleep Bloop didn't show and I sat there and watched Sayer just like demolish everybody in that room. I was like, yo, that was insane. I want to make shit like that. I want to make you feel like that. So literally that same night, I went home and um, I went and bought one of his albums. And I just like, I listened to it over and over, probably four times. And then I started my um, my first dark album that night, which was my ritual EP. Um, it was actually the same. The first song that I made, or the first song on that album, it's called Blood Magic. That was heavily inspired by Sarah. And uh, that's really where, like, my dark side of music started. Um, so I did that. I've been doing dark stuff for a while, man. I just like to make people feel weird. Like, not, not, I mean, I guess it is kind of in a bad way. Like, I don't want them to feel too weird, but I just want them to remember the experience. <laughs> no. I want them to be like, yo, that dude fucked me up. Yeah, no, dude, I definitely <laughs> understand, man. Like, that, like, when you get off stage and a motherfucker's like, yo, you saved my life type shit. And you're like, yo, <laughs> like just those moments alone. I totally understand that. So we got bleep bloop and fucking Sayer. Like, okay. Like what was your like musical background before electronic music? Was it metal or was it like, I, I feel like every, like every producer has a backstory before electronic music. So let's hop into that. So before EDM, it had to been mainly alternative rock and like a little bit of rap. Okay. But um, mostly, I, I'm not very, I'm not the type to go listen to like a lot of artists. I'm very selective. Like I only like to listen to a few. Well, that's changed since I got into EDM. But when I was into music before, it was mainly just like um, Linkin Park. Honestly, it was mainly all I listened to for years. Um, I feel that. I listened. <laughs> Yeah, dude, they, they got me through a lot. They helped open my mind up to how music can make you feel and just a lot of different feelings with them for sure. And um, and then there was also, I listened to like a, some punk rock here and there, um, a little bit of rap, alternative rock. But man, honestly, I can't even put, put any names out there for you because that's just how, not, not necessarily closed-minded, but just... I never really cared to listen to anyone other than Linkin Park at the time. And then once I was about maybe 15 or 16 is when I started listening to Skrillex and then Morgor and then uh, like Dr. P, Zomboy. That's how I kind of got into the scene and started listening to more music. But then for a while, dude, all I, all I listened to was like Linkin Park and maybe a little bit of the radio. Nice. Yeah, no, that's badass. It's funny that you mentioned Skrillex and Morgor first because... I think for me, like, I was pretty much on the same boat. I was, like, Linkin Park, Evanescence, kind of listening to System of a Down and Tool. But then, like, I fucking okay. discovered, uh, I think my first EDM concert was Tiesto, and then I saw fucking uh, Skrillex and then Borgor, and I was like, well, this is my life now type shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that's basically it, man. So that's really badass. Um, so I guess let's let's hop into, you know, like, your life as a producer. Um, I, I heard you mention before you were kind of, like, seeing your homie make beats on FL Studio. So, like, um, hey. you have a blank DAW in front of you. Like, what's your favorite DAW, and how do you begin to make music on that DAW? 
Man, so I, I wouldn't say I necessarily have a favorite just because I only know how to use FL. I do actually want to make the switch to Ableton. I'm just waiting on a new computer. But um, FL is kind of just the only reason I went with that was because my buddy who, uh, when he was making music, that's what he used. So I kind of learned it by watching him. Um, and then my, as far as my creative process goes, man, I just, I like to make stuff on how I feel. And a lot of my, like, dark shit, that, that came from a, a place of my mind, which isn't always going to be how I feel, because I wasn't always feeling like Hail Satan or whatever. Like, I, a lot of the dark shit I make is, is part of the brand, man. Like, people, people like dark shit, they buy into it, so I make it. But, like, when it comes to my emotional music, that's when I dig deep into my emotions and I'm just like, all right, I want to make people feel something with this. I want to make them happy. I want to make them cry. I want to make them smile, laugh. So most of my music, it just comes down to who I'm feeling at the time. And um, I'll just start with that. Usually I start my songs with uh, the drums just because I'd like to get the flow of like the tempo going and all that before. And then, um, for my for my chill stuff, I love adding piano with like a bunch of reverb and just like long drawn out sounds, so some risers and just weird effects to kind of make the song flow very very weird. I, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, man. Now that I'm talking about this, I'm like I'm a very visual person. <laughs> nah, dude, I totally understand. It's completely fine. So like, okay. do you have like? like a favorite like what's your go-to like bst or like your go-to like just i don't know which what's the when you open up a doll you're like oh it doesn't matter if i'm making a dark fucking song or an emotional song but a little mm -hmm. bit of this is gonna be in there so my go-to bst would probably have to be probably gross beat man i've i've made so many sounds and so many things in gross beat half of my Half of my sound design is really just me resampling shit. Like I don't, I don't do a lot in uh, in Serum or in Massive. I take a lot of stuff and a lot of samples and stretch them, put effects on them, change the pitch. Just I really love to manipulate samples and just change them to something different. And Grossbeat, I feel like is one of the main VSTs I've used to do that because you could do some crazy shit in Grossbeat. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've 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 seen some uh some pretty fucking wild tutorials on YouTube with that shit. Me personally, yeah. I'm a I'm an Ableton. I don't know, dude. I just I got hooked at an early age, but like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's pretty much it for me. But yeah, no, yeah. Rose Beat. I I don't think I've actually heard that on this show. That that's someone's like go to. So, and oh, dude, this is this is what I love. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love, like, just, you know, the expansion of the producer mind. Like, there's so much shit. There's going to be mm -hmm. someone listening to this, like, Gross Beat. How can I get that on Ableton by itself? Looking at. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah. dude. <laughs> All right. So, I always ask um, the producers this um, on, on the show. If there was, like, some advice that you could give yourself, I don't know, 10 years ago, um, or, you know, some advice that you could give to an aspiring producer today, what would that advice be? Um, man, it would probably be a couple things, but I, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. So like the first thing when it comes to making music is in my opinion, less is more because some of my tracks will have 40 to 50 layers and the idea of them sounds good but it doesn't always turn 
not like the best. And then my best songs are usually songs with like less than 10 layers because they're just so simple. And it's not necessarily I'm not putting a lot of time into them because I still am, but I'm just able to focus on the sounds a little more because there's not so many sounds. And then, um, so that's that's probably my, my best advice as far as like producing goes. And then with being in the scene, just um, be, be kind of like, not necessarily careless, but just don't really pay attention to what others say or think. Like just make music for yourself put it out for yourself, do you, and, like, your supporters and your fans will come, like, like I was saying earlier, for the, for a while, I was making dubstep and doing rhythm because that's what people wanted. Like, I noticed in Dallas, it was all about dubstep and rhythm, and I got I got tired of it. I was like, man, this is cool and all, but I want to be different. I want to make some weird shit, and so that's what I pursued, and people followed after that, and I was like, oh, shit, people actually like me for me. I don't have to pretend to be somebody else, you know? Definitely. I think um, originality is extremely important in this day and age, especially with fucking COVID going on and like all the just mad shit, like the entertainment industry is basically destroyed. So like keeping that self persona is extremely important, I think. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I know, obviously, with the fucking everything going on in the world today, like, I don't, I'm not sure what's happening in the Dallas music scene. I know Texas is a lot more relaxed than Colorado, but, like, do you have, like, anything going on as far as, like, events or, like, even, you know, are you working on some music or some projects? Like, what do you got going for symbolism here in the future? Uh, for right now, I'm mainly focused on, as far as music goes, like I have some unreleased stuff, but my main goal is just to push my current releases because this year I've put out a lot of music. I've put out um, two EPs, an album, and a bunch of singles and remixes. So lately it's just been trying to promote that. And then um, I do have a remix album coming where I had about 13 different artists remix one of my songs nice. for my for my chill album it's called life is beautiful um that was one of my first like chill things that i put out because i just wanted people to see like kind of this different side of me um and once i got some artists involved to like remix it i was like damn this is really cool like to hear other people's take on my music it's it's a really cool thing so i'm excited to share that with people and also help those artists get their name out and um as far as shows go there's not really much going on in Texas, man. It's, I mean, there's a couple venues I'd say that are open up, but nobody really goes out. It's just, it's frowned <laughs> upon. And like, if anybody does go out, they're going to get bashed. And it's just like, it's not even worth trying to go out at, at this point. Yeah. But that's good. For the, Shit. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like for next year, man, for the, for the future, I'm, uh, me and a homie, and some other friends, we run a festival series called Generate Fest. We've only got to throw one because COVID came like right when we threw the first one, but we are in the process of getting more live streams set up. We did run uh, one live stream with Tato and Boston, Beijing and a few other people that that live stream was pretty fun. So we're going to do a few more live streams. And then right now we're looking into actually buying land so we can basically party whenever we want. I mean, obviously when COVID's dying down, but it looks like next year, uh, we will have some land, and we will be throwing multiple small festivals. And I'm I'm really excited for those, man, because for that, for me, like that is going to be to help build up the local community. Because our our plan is to have 
uh, I can't, I don't want to say too much, but our plan is to have about 20 hours of music a day, um, a lot of locals and like a couple of headliners and there's going to be camping and all kinds of stuff. So me and me and my buddies for, uh, organizing that, we're pretty excited to get that up and running next year. Nice. That's badass, man. Like, honestly, Thank you. like, I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's going to get like, I don't know if we're going to reach like herd immunity or some shit at this point to where like, it just, it just dies down. But like, I don't know, dude, fucking COVID is completely weird. And I don't know, it's, it's just, yeah. I'm not sure what the fuck we're supposed to do with it. So the, Same. like, I, I just, I look at the entertainment industry right now. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like everyone's just like on, on the grand pause right now. So honestly, oh, yeah. shout out to this year for showing us that like, <laughs> <laughs> like we don't, we don't own nothing. So dude, for real, let's, it's, it's, wild it's, as fuck. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But yeah, no, yeah. dude, I, I really hope that you guys are able to fucking get that land and make that festival happen because everyone's itching like everyone's itching to fucking get out like really bad even uh like just going to like normal things like the bar people can't even do that shit so yeah it's it's wild out there yeah, it's crazy, man. but yeah bro um so if you have any like producers in mind for third coast that we could reach out and have on shows for the future what's a couple people that you would recommend I'm sorry, the phone broke up. Did you, did you say who are a few people? Yeah, that so if you I have, like, like any producer homies like that you would recommend for Third Coast Base Radio, who would that be? Man, so I have a lot of producer homies, but I would have to say, like, that some people I would consider, um, like, the the best all around <laughs> like and my ready. closest homies <laughs> would have to be um, my homie Valen, um, a guy by the name of Griff, and then my homie, he goes by Mickey. It's M Y K I. There's pro there's a few more, man. I'll have to I have to send you a few, but uh, those are probably the the main ones I think you should reach out to. They they've been killing the game lately. Um, Baylor doesn't produce as much as the others, but he's he's a great DJ. He played lights on night last year. And then uh, my buddy Griff, he's going to be. Uh, releasing one of those pain remixes on that album and then him and i have a collab in the works he also released a tune on my uh, record label symbolic records so he, he's a really good homie he makes very awesome like experimental bass and also like some super chill stuff and then um mickey he he makes a lot of like really dope heavy dub stuff and he's a great ass dj too i've actually known him probably the the longest in the scene out of anybody Nice. So, yeah, man, those are, those are some people who I think would be great for, for you to hit up. And I'll send you their socials and stuff, too. Yeah, please do. I'm like, I need more locals. More locals, goddamn <laughs> it. Yeah, for no, sure. Dude, that's well, just... Griff, I know Griff isn't local. I forget where he's from, but he, he's definitely, he's a, he's a dope dude. I know he's in the U.S., so. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, dude, this shows, we've, we're local to international at this point, so. Okay. Uh, the, the the message is just like this is the platform to showcase people's original art and just fucking have fun and talk about shit and it's crazy because sure. you mentioned these people and I'm like damn I have I been away from Dallas so long that I don't know people fuck <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back out there yeah. and start hanging out with people and shit <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah man um, Valent has been around for a while but like I said he doesn't produce a lot 
Um, and then Mickey, he's he's been around for a couple years now, but he doesn't play a lot of shows. He's more into producing. And then Griff, you, you probably wouldn't know about him just because he isn't local. Right. But, but yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, no, definitely once we get those contact informations, I'm going to reach out to them. Um, okay, so yeah. if um, people are wanting to search Symbolism, your music, where can they find you on social media? Is what your your ats, bro? So my aunt on literally everything, it's Symbolism, and it's spelled like this. S-I-M, as in Mary, B-O-L-I-Z-M, as in Mary again. Um, literally anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, I could, I could go on forever, dude, TikTok, my music's <laughs> on TikTok, like. <laughs> dude, I'm Man. so pissed off I didn't get my, like, like, SEO, like, good. Like, everything's all fucking jittered and jumbled up, but it's like, whatever. That's good that you got that shit locked down, man. Like, you can find that shit. Yeah, for sure, man. It, I was glad, too, because when I first started making the brand, I was like, man, like, I, I when I searched the internet, I didn't find anyone with this name, but I was as I was making the social sport, I was like, I hope one of these isn't taken. And nothing was taken. I got, I got super lucky. I did actually find out someone is trying to steal my name, though. They added an extra I into the name. Mm. So Got I'm going to try to take legal action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely got to do it. I, I reached out to him, and I was like, we had a convo. And he, he was just like, oh, dude, I didn't know. Like, I I had never heard of you, this and that. And I'm like, so you didn't think to look up the name? Like, Interesting. Like, you chose the name? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other story, man. <laughs> I'm, sure you'll see, I'm sure you'll see me post about it after I screwed up. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, no, dude, I want to thank you so much for being on Third Coast, bro. Like I said, this is just a fucking platform for people to showcase their art. And there's so many artists out there. I don't think, like, my job will ever be done. You know what I'm saying? Like, so thank you, bro. I get you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. So if you got um, any last words for the people, now's your time, bro. Yeah, I just want to say to everybody, thanks for tuning in. Keep your heads up. I know shit is hard right now, but, um, you know, we're all in this together. And if you need some music to get you through it, feel free to search me. I got some chill music. Great to smoke, too. Or if you want to be mad, I got some dark music, too. I got everything. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Absolutely, man. Thank you as well. <laughs> Yo, so there you have it, Third Coast Space Radio, Season 2, Episode 15. Be sure to like, listen, share, and follow us and the respective artists. Yo, 2020, we almost out this bitch. Hope everything's going well. Y'all be safe out there. Blah, bop, bop.